0: She's a mother, she's a fighter, hard worker, she's a beast Advocating for the mothers, call it mom, book a seat hey, Make it happen, do whatever for her family Never doubt her, got the power, this is mom, book a seat Hey, hey, mi gente, this is why. And this
1: is Nick and welcome to another one of our podcasts. We make an oath to be boisterous. All right, so today's topic is going to be good because my girl Nick is like, listen, I'm a jealous person when it <laughs> comes to certain things, right? And I was like, yeah, girl, it does. And, and, and we're not talking about jealousy and like looks, we're talking about parent jealousies it's real <laughs> it's real okay because i know for me i'd be jealous of the fact that you know i know in a podcast i've talked about you know birthday parties and sometimes i don't want to go but there's times that i really do want to take the kids to like birthday parties and things like that but the overload is just so much to bear and the fact that some parents can bring their children to birthday parties and really not watch them is an amazing feeling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not I know, one I don't know. Not, not one I know.
1: You know what I mean? Like, for me, I can't necessarily do that. um So, I don't know, Nick. Talk to me because <laughs> parents' jealousy is real, y'all. I have to say, I've turned into
0: one of them jealous ass bitches. And it is not something I want to put on my resume. <laughs> it is not something <laughs> I Nick, want to AKA glorify. jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, maybe I, I need to differentiate jealous or envious because I don't want I other people envious, yeah. to be hurt or harmed or have less. I'm just envious of how I feel their situation is. And it yeah. is the outside looking in. I have no idea what's happening in these people's homes. Mm-hmm. So let's backtrack. I was fat in high school and I was fat in college. Mm -hmm. And I used to be really jealous of, you know, them skinny bitches and they look all good. And you know, they ain't in the plus (laughs) style. They ain't in the Lane Bryan's and 16 plus and Mm -hmm. all this and that. And I decided, I think it was like my junior year, that I was gonna love myself and my situation and not be jealous of anybody else. And Mm -hmm. live my life to that because I liked myself of who I was. Well, that lasted up until I had an autistic child. <laughs> I, mm. I was doing pretty good for about 20 years until I had an autistic child. And it wasn't so much when it wasn't noticeable. Mm. When they're one and two, is not noticeable really like you can be in the atmosphere nobody's really picking them out nobody's really like pointing and looking and what are they doing and why are they making these noises it's all they're cute cute cute
1: Mm
0: -hmm. but then I had a friend who had a son a year after Ava Mm -hmm. and he started soaring through the milestones Mm -hmm. and he was doing sign language at like one and a half Ava wouldn't even look you in the face, Mm -hmm. right? And she was two and a half Mm because she was a year older. And I just felt this energy of envy just bubble to the seams. Like, and it comes and goes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's why I tend to stay more around an autistic parent, Mm -hmm. which also could lead to jealousy because their kids could be doing better than yours or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's still the fact of they're dealing with something right mm-hmm. so for me it's hard to hear even though every mom has issues mm-hmm. a neurotypical mom complain about something i wish my child would do mm. something lightweight not if i don't watch this child every minute she's gonna be running through here but butt naked at five like they're not worried about stuff like that or bringing her to a crowded place and she starts screaming and crying because mm. it's too much sensory outlook or the fact that if I don't watch this child she's gonna be walking towards the exit and into the street mm. or I gotta be on alert and I hate and I hate to say this I hate advice from neurotypical parents <laughs> I hate it don't even mouth your mouth to yeah. say it yeah. just shut the F up like I hate well just do this and do that and I'm like woman man whoever if you were in my do you want to babysit
1: do you want to babysit right you know that option is always on the table oh my god
0: like shut up (laughs) you know and that's why when i talk to autism parents and i say you know i don't want to be an autism parent today i don't get judgment i don't get it'll be all right i don't get these platitudes Mm -hmm. that are just bullshit. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You're not understanding because you have no concept of what I go through day to day. You have no concept of all the arguments I have to have on but, but on the basis of this child's needs. You have no idea of how I have to call insurance companies mm-hmm. and see if they cover this or cover that. Or can she have two speech therapists? Will you approve occupational therapy even though she's in the autism? You have no idea mm-hmm. how I have to explain to my job why I need all these freaking day off. Mm-hmm. Right? You have no idea What it feels like to sit in children's hospital because your child has just been brought in on an ambulance Mm -hmm. because she had a seizure and the only damn thing this neurologist can say was kids with autism they have a lot of seizures there's just a high rate so there's Mm -hmm. no reason for these seizures other than she's autistic Mm -hmm. and they're not looking beyond that okay Mm -hmm. so Please, oh please, you neurotypical parents, just, I hate to say this and excuse my friends, shut the fuck up! Okay. okay? Tell them why you're mad, tell them why you're mad, Nick. Oh, uh, because I got <laughs> i got accosted in BJ's because mm-hmm. she had a pacifier. Mm-hmm. We moved up to Chewy's, but she didn't like the Chewy's at the time. And this woman felt the need to come up to me and say, no, 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 pacifier. And I said, yes, 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 pacifier. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I just got rid of the pacifier for my child. And I'm like, I don't give a F what you got rid of for your child. I wasn't talking to you. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bothering you. My kid wasn't bothering you. keep your opinions to yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing is, I used to be the bitch with opinions. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say them. (laughs) <laughs> like, I would have uh, walked by and said, damn, that kid's kind of old for a pacifier. Yeah. But I wouldn't have went up to nobody and told them, what's up with the pacifier? Now, I am more educated that you don't know the situation why this child has a pacifier mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But I just get very pissed off and very grumpy and bitchy when neurotypical people want to inf- infuse themselves in my
1: specialty life. It's true. It's true. I mean, for me, I, I find it offensive, again, when people give you opinions about things that they may not know nothing about. And I, I struggle with that because, for me, like, my boys, uh, they're verbal. You know, they talk. They're just really active kids. So, for me, one of the things that bothers me is that, When I go to places, people are like, oh, they're so busy. And I'm like, yeah, I know this. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is why we're always in parks and we're always at jumpy places. And we're always places to get them out the house so I'm not, you know, barking all day long. You know what I mean? And so I, you know, I... I get envious when I see kids and visit, you know, people or see kids who are so quiet and, you know, they're just kind of either reading their book and they're just so into whatever they're doing and not bothering anyone. You know, I wish my kids could do that. But at the same time, you know, for me, I've reached a point that I don't really even care anymore. I'm just like, I know that what I got to do to keep my sanity And so that's what I do. I do things to avoid me having a complete (laughs) mental breakdown Um, or having, you know, that's just, you know, I don't know, man, because this, the envious part is deep for special needs parents. And I I hear a lot of parents say the same thing as Nick, that they feel isolated. They feel like, you know, they see their friends or family members doing all these great things that their kids are not doing. And so it makes it harder for them to even grasp, you know, what enjoying being a parent for some of us may be. You know, some of us appreciate the fact that we have these luxuries that some people don't even know that is a luxury to them. And for us, it's kind of like, at least you get to do that. At least you get to travel and take your child, you know, places. I don't know if I can sit in an airplane with my child to go somewhere for a vacation to be in an all-inclusive, you know, resort while they swim and you're, you know, you're having a cocktail and and things like that. We don't necessarily have those luxuries, you know. I know I took my first trip with the boys um, a few years ago. Me and a group of mommies went to this um, all-inclusive place in Mexico and the airplane ride was not it wasn't a disaster it was he 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 did good but the you know his anxiety levels were so high and you know I had to make sure that iPad was supercharged (laughs) and then the headphones were on deck because it just you know it wasn't going to work that way. And the fact that, you know, we had to go through all these hoops and things like that just to get on an airplane was also kind of bothering some, you know, because patience is not really his forte. Um, And so, you know, we ended up getting our um, TSA to kind of avoid waiting in lines and things like that. But then I find out that I spend this money on TSA that I necessarily didn't even have to do because a lot of, um, a lot of these uh, airlines, if you tell them that you have a special needs child, they make accommodations anyway. So I didn't even have to spend money on a TSA thing, which I wish I would have known that, right? But it's not like we travel all the time anyway. But, it, you know, it, it helped. But I don't know. For me, Envious Israel, I, you know... I get in my feelings often because I feel like there's so much that I wanna do, especially in the advocacy work that I that I like to do, that I like to raise the noise. I can't make it to meetings all the way in downtown Boston to be sitting at state representatives office and and holding them accountable and representing me and my community and my child because you know, by the time I drop them off to school so then, head into Boston from where I'm at. It's gonna take me an hour to get into the city. Then we're gonna talk about parking. And if you're from Massachusetts, you know that parking in Massachusetts, with all these overbuilding and all the stuff that they do, you can't park nowhere. So then I would have to park somewhere to then get into a Uber or a Lyft to get downtown, which is already gonna cost me. So just for me to even advocate on a on a bigger level i have to pay to make that happen and that's crazy to me and then i see so many of my friends who are activists who are running for offices and they're doing all these amazing things that they can do that and i can't do that because you know one i can't take my kids out of school My mom is not in a space where she can be babysitting my kids all the time. My mom is getting older, you know what I mean? And their grandmother on their father's side is getting older, you know? And they don't have the same energy that that they've had in the past to do what they they can do, you know, to caretake for our kids. And, you know, just it is what it is. And so I get, you know, very envious in that department that I can't, you know, work in the same way that I would like to work to bring more awareness about these situations and parenting children with unique abilities. It's a lot.
0: Yes, in my situation, my mother is the primary caregiver other than me and she's getting older. So I take one thing a day at a time because mm-hmm. if I project, I'd be ready to slip my damn wrist. So, you know, because my mother is such a, a person that is there when I need her where I have nobody else. I have Mm -hmm. a very small family and they're all older, hence I'm envious of people with big families, with Mm -hmm. active aunties and active uncles and active people that they drop their kids off to. And at this point, I don't feel comfortable dropping my five-year-old that is not potty trained off to anybody. -hmm. I mean, that's a lot to ask from Mm -hmm. anybody. Mm -hmm. Would it be a lot to ask if I had a sister? No, but I don't have a sister, so it's a lot Mm -hmm. to ask. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to change shitty diapers, I can't just ask the random friend to change shitty diapers. To be honest, so I'm just at a, a wage. You know, I can't afford a nanny. Wish I could. If I could mm-hmm. afford that extra special child care, who's to say I won't hit the lottery? Let's knock off some wood.
1: Girl, let's I get be, this paid up, Right.
0: <laughs> so, and then I can do everything I need to do, but now it is doing what I can do. Like us doing this podcast today, I just happened to be off because I took Ava to the new school system that she'll be going to in September. We talked to them in the special needs department. So why is like, yo, you're off, come by, I'm home, we can do this podcast. See, that's like getting it in when you're fitting, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm, and, go ahead. So let's take a minute to talk about our sponsor.
1: And I mean, with that being said, it's again, it's not easy being a special needs parents because... You see so many things happening around you with so many people doing different things. And especially now with social media, people post things. and they It makes it seem like everyone's having this amazing, luxurious life of being able to go out to dinner all the time and go out and hang out with their friends, kid-free. Kid and they do, and traveling and doing all these amazing things. And you're just sitting there like, you're whack you whack. But you're then whack. you go
0: on a special needs group board <laughs> and they're dealing with fecal spearing, smearing and things that yeah. like these people have never had to deal with.
1: Yeah. Right? That's true.
0: That's and true. it's not that I'm envious because somebody got a husband or a vacation. I'm envious to roll out without diapers. Yeah. Pull-ups. Wipes. A trash bag. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or even just not going to places where you're sitting for hours you know like i want there's so many community forums and and workshops and trainings that i want to attend but i don't have childcare right i i have a job and i work a, literally almost a full-time job in like a 3-day work week where i'm banging out 10 to almost 12 hours in shifts so that i can have sometime during a weekday to be able to attend school related meetings or go to parent teacher conferences and so i'm changing my schedule for things like that you know or you know trying to get a, a attend a workshop that's teaching me about my child's you know special education rights and things like that and it's you know compared to other people they don't necessarily have to deal with that or they're not dealing with with um you know having to navigate so many systems to to get access you know and it just it, to me is it's frustrating and i know that another part of it is too since i have the nonprofit, is you know gaining access to funding to be able to you know operate in a way where I can make sure that parents like Nikki and myself don't have to go through what we're going through, right? And, you know, because a lot of these funders, they want to give you money, you know, but you got to attend these ceremonies. Um, then you got to think about, okay, so now I might have to call out of work to attend this ceremony to get, you know, this small grant or whatever the case may be. It happens and it's just like finding it's like there's no balance to like enjoying you know, uh, uh, a stress-free life because it's a constant struggle. I'm
0: also, I feel a bit of mommy guilt in a way because Ava's life is very small in the sense that she goes to this autism center 40 hours a week. So when she gets home, there's not much happening. Like, or by the time we get to the weekend, I'm tired. She's tired. She'd Mm -hmm. rather sit with her tablet. So I tend to not bring her to a lot of places and I'm going to work on doing better about that but it's also an overwhelming anxiety on my part to bring her someplace. Mm -hmm. Is she going to accept the place? Is she going to kick and scream? Is Mm -hmm. she going to run for the exit? Mm -hmm. Is she going to have her gastro issues and I'm changing diarrhea diapers in -hmm. in a public bathroom Mm -hmm. that could be small, unequipped Mm -hmm. all types of things my anxiety level goes really really up when i take her places so um, one of her therapists at the center um contacted me after she no longer works there and she comes by every other week for three or four hours and i pay her so essentially i use those times to take ava out to have a buddy because i am a single mother by choice i don't have that alternate person to go with me so even though I'll handle the bulk of it like if Mm -hmm. a diaper or whatever I can say hold this or do this or Mm -hmm. can you get her can you play with her Mm -hmm. you know I can get a moment Mm -hmm. on an Instagram or a picture because I'm not the only one doing something so it has been a lifesaver Mm -hmm. and it's so funny she reached out to me because she just loved Ava so much so that was just a blessing on my I've been blessed in a lot of ways in this journey just from Meeting why, meeting people connected to why, meeting mm-hmm. people along the way to push me, help me, or whatever. And here is the difference from why to me I will help anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody. If you ask me, I'm willing to help. People who know me, I don't wrote resumes, I don't drop it. I will help anybody. But if you won't help yourself, that's when I'm out that is when i'm out
1: what i'm is. not
0: doing all the work for you either you want it or you don't
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean that's 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 the issue is that you know um parents like us are constantly advocating are constantly trying to find our needs to be met and we just you know it's just listen it's just a hard situation we're always trying to figure something out and it's easy to be jealous but i think for us it's more envious um than being jealous is because we can't do what everybody else is doing when everybody else is doing it you know we want again we want to travel we want to go a mommy night not once a month maybe twice a month you know or we want to be able to sleep in on a Saturday or Sunday, instead of waking up with kids who, regardless of melatonin or not, they're waking up at 4, 6 o'clock in the morning. And when they're up, let me tell you guys, all you hear is boom boom, 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 It's like a bag of Skittles burst. Everybody get up because, like, the mini hurricanes are up and about, you know? And so... We, we have to go through that. And I know that there are certain things, you know, all parents go through, right? It's not just special needs parents, but... It's an extra layer. I think it's an extra layer of feeling like, why did my life turn out to be this way? Right. And, and, and you ask yourself this all the time. Then what did I do then to be where I'm at now was this the whole saying my mother you know back in the days my mother's like well wait till you become a parent wait till you become a parent and i'm just like man this lady curse me or something you know um it, it and it's just a part of you as a, as an individual you kind of feel dead right you feel like wow you know you had this plan for yourself because we all sometimes have a plan of where we feel we're going to see ourselves in the future And when that plan derails, it makes you feel some type of way, for sure.
0: Also, being an autism mom has
1: been one of the hardest
0: challenges of my life. Mm -hmm. And I've been through a lot, but this this takes the cake. And also the guilt of it could be worse. You know, like Mm -hmm. that doesn't work either because I remember... You do something at home, and your mother be like, well, people in Africa don't have food. And you're like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't register. Sometimes mm-hmm. it registers when me and Ava at Children's Hospital, and you see these kids with these afflictions and cancer mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But in the day-to-day, in my day-to-day struggle, that doesn't always register with me. But the truth is, it could be worse.
1: It's true. It's true. And it, it definitely is. I mean, for me, you know, I, you know, our situations are different. Um, and you know my kids, I I can take them to birthday parties. I can take them to parks, and I can take I can take them to those places. You know it comes with some things, especially you know again if it's a lot going on, and you know um, you have one child who wants to go to the park, and the other one wants to go to the basketball court, and you know it's a constant which direction we going today, so that everybody's happy, and then mommy is not unhappy. You know so. It is, it is just a feeling of why me? Yes.
0: And with my situation, Ava's level of care is high. Meaning that I can't just let her be. So let's think of this. Ava will be six, but let's put her more two, mm. two. So a two year old you 're not going to let wander a two year old you 're changing diapers a two year old you 're not going to let go out to out your sight because they can 't really navigate the world without you maybe some two year olds but most can 't so I would put a red tube, so i 've been at this level of overcare for years mm and it's a stress, and you feel like it has gotten better. Don't get me wrong; she has progressed greatly over the year, but nowhere near her age level. So, helicopter mom is going to be in effect for a while, a mm-hmm. long time, <laughs> right? Until so she graduates
1: high yeah. school. Yeah, and then but, for, for us type of moms, the advocacy I don't think ain't never going to stop. You know, some some you know some neurotypical families, their kids are going to graduate from high school, go to college, and. You know, start being independent. And I mean, even though neurotypical parents are, you know, are still going to be parents, and they still. But for us, I think the continuous thought process of is my child even going to be able to get a job? Here's my and thing. do a job. You know what right. I mean? Or are they going to have the skill sets? Of, or like, where 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 are we going here? And how much long am I going to have to be in the same situation all the time?
0: And here's the thing that gets me about autism. Ava could be nonverbal and by seven or eight start talking and flip through everything and do good and end up in college or whatever. Like nobody's going to say that might not happen. But she could equally, none of that happens and she needs services the rest of your life. So autism is such a wild card yeah. because you never freaking know the trajectory of your kid. And I was talking to the developmental pediatrician. She said she does not predict anymore Mm -hmm. because she has been so wrong. And all I can think of is that Kent State autism boy who didn't walk when he was four start walking until he was four didn't talk until he was seven mm-hmm. and now he's in college division one basketball like nobody would have predicted that when that child was not walking at four mm-hmm. and not talking till seven you know so you never know even that high, and that's another thing with the whole functioning thing mm-hmm. high functioning could end up being low functioning when they get older low functioning can end up being high functioning when they get older it's all over the map so you cannot be secure you cannot be comfortable where Mm -hmm. you're at because you don't know where this is going Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. doctors won't say where it's going nobody
1: will tell you where it's going and the only one that knows is god yeah it's true so with that being said guys nikki and why we believe it's you know, it's jealousy versus envious. I see it envious sometimes. There's a little bit of jealousy, but the way we see it, you, it's all right. Especially if you're a special needs mom, and even if you're a neurotypical mom, it's okay. You know, it's okay to be like, okay, well, I can't go to the gym, and I want to work out and be a size ten and not a size sixteen. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's okay, and you're you're. It's okay to be in those feelings and not and not, you know, and internalize it differently. You know what I mean? It's just our situation and, you know, with that being said, we're human. We're human and we're making a note to be boisterous. We out, guys. See you at the next episode she's a
0: mother she's a fighter hard worker she's a beast advocating for the mothers call it mom booker c hey make it happen do whatever for her family never
1: doubt her got the power this is mom